Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Just about everyone seems to be making a podcast these days, even your local library. Borrowed from Brooklyn Public Library in New York shares the stories happening between the shelves that hold the more than four million books in its collection. Like any good library, it suggests good stuff to read. But it's not all about the books. Recorded in the library's own recording studio that you can book with your library card, Borrowed also celebrates the other things libraries do for their communities, like helping to record and archive local history. I think we could make a claim that Greenpoint might be the smelliest place in New York. Right? We have a long history of bad odours. That's Jeff Cobb a Greenpoint resident and historian who recently led a walking tour one windy day in Greenpoint. The bad odors weren't Greenpoint's fault. In the mid-1800s, Greenpoint became a center for industry. The Erie Canal had just been built, which connected New York City to the Midwest by water, and factories were opening up on the waterfront in Brooklyn. It was heavy industry that brought the overwhelming smell to Greenpointers. Greenpoint's natural environment was radically changed by factories, it wasn't just the odors in the air, but the creatures in the water, too. If you can imagine this, in 1609, when Henry Hudson first discovers New York, there are about 220,000 acres of oyster beds. Uh, there's an estimate that there's well over a billion oysters right, in, the New York, uh, in New York City Bay. As, as Greenpoint industrializes, right, they, destroy, they destroy the water that the oysters live in. Right. And right. By, by the 1870s, oysters are, are just a memory. Soon Greenpoint saw the five black arts move into the neighborhood. The black arts are industries that are known to be heavy polluters. Printing, glassmaking, porcelain, metallurgy. And then the most destructive industry, which comes in 1867, oil refining. You can't tell the modern story of Greenpoint without talking about oil refining. In 1919, 35 tanks of oil, naphtha, and other chemicals caught on fire. Residents and firefighters were injured as the fire burned for hours. People lined up on the street to watch the 70-foot plume of black smoke. Then, in 1950, part of the street exploded, shooting dozens of sewer covers three stories into the air. Three people were injured, and a 10-foot section of sidewalk was ripped apart. Residents of Greenpoint who were around in the 1950s remember the explosion. No one knew it at the time, but it was one of the first indications that something was very wrong underneath their feet. It wasn't until 1978 that the Coast Guard discovered gasoline in Newtown Creek, a plume of it leaking into the waterway that separates Queens from Brooklyn. A massive underground oil spill in Brooklyn may be far worse than anyone knew. The spill happened in Greenpoint, possibly at the turn of the 20th century. Tanks owned by ExxonMobil leaked millions of gallons of oil into the soil and water there. The at first, it was estimated to be a 17 million gallon spill. 
But by 2007, the EPA cautioned that there could have been as many as 30 million gallons of oil that leaked into the land and water over the span of about 140 years. And cleanup of a spill that massive was slow. By 1990, an agreement was reached to have ExxonMobil remediate the toxic site. But still, activists and residents became frustrated with the lack of action by the oil company. And the process is still ongoing. The New York Department of Environmental Conservation guesses that it'll take at least another 10 years to clean up the site. But it is slowly getting better. Jeff Cobb says that Greenpoint is greener these days, thanks to community action and environmental remediation. So when we first moved here, which was in the early 1990s, you can imagine this, we were completely cut off from our waterfront. So one of the, the good things that's happened is that we've gotten two parks. So we're beginning to, to reclaim the waterfront. Uh, so in, environmental questions are really, really on the front burner now. In 2010, New York State and ExxonMobil reached a settlement, of which $19.5 million will go to funding community projects to make up for the environmental disaster that the oil company caused. And part of that funding is going to a new public library building. Greenpoint's branch is being rebuilt right now, and it's set to open in the coming months. One thing that's going to be part of that new library is a new archive. And it's going to be pretty different from the archives that are here in the basement at Central. A large part of this archive is going to be oral histories. Here are some clips from longtime Greenpoint residents. First, Bill Salzman, then Michael Leantonio, Mary Corba, Rose Giordano, and Jeffrey Hiller. Uh, I think the word to describe Greenpoint maybe back in the 1950s was gray. No one thought about the environment uh, back in the day. Uh, no one thought about, you know, clean water, uh, clean air, anything of that nature. The bridges, which, you know, sur- you know surround uh, Greenpoint to Williamsburg Bridge, they would clean them and paint them all the time. And of course, that's all lead paint. So that would be all over, you know, Greenpoint. There was a lot of health issues that I was aware of growing up. Lots of women had breast cancer. People they say, you know, Greenpoint was the cancer capital of the, of the nation. I never knew that to be true because back in the day, you know, if you had cancer, uh, you never told anybody. The average person in this neighborhood at that time worked for either Domino Sugar, the pencil factory, or Levitons. Well, now the Newtown Creek is finally clean enough that birds go in it, but you should have smelt it years ago. The odor was horrendous. I worked in what they call New York Progressive Wood Heel Company. <laughs> they made heels for high for women's shoes. I had to just dip in the ink or whatever it was. And you know the, the lift on the heel? I just had to go make it a color of, that would go with the shoe, you know. All my life I lived here. The neighborhood has changed a lot. I went to see the house where I was born at and swore that it was not there anymore. That is now a new high-rise building. We want to be the last old-school business. While all these towers go go up around us, we will continue to have used clothing here. How glamorous. Greenpoint helped provide service for the city in a lot of different ways through waste transfer, through creating kerosene, like so many things have happened in this neighborhood. And 
a lot of the times these things are forgotten. That's from an episode of Borrowed called Oil Spills and Mouldy Paper, hosted by Chrissa Corbett-Cavouris and Felice Bell. And thanks to the show's writer and producer, Virginia Marshall, for helping me share that with you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.